สวัสดีครับ and welcome back to Thai League Central we're here again for another week of the recap and preview this week of course we're going to focus on the games that happen on match day 12 and look forward to this weekend's action coming up for match day 13 lots to talk about as the Thai League is getting towards the end of the first leg or I guess the halfway point of what's been a very interesting season to say the least lots of drama lots of things going on which uh, Thai fans and foreign fans watching the Thai League are discussing about so I'm not alone today, of course. I always have a guest joining me on this show. It is Op today. Op, how are you doing? It's been great. The sun is out. Um, my cactus is receiving lots of food. It's growing and all in all, I'm having a good time. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, let's not waste any time and start discussing about the important games, I guess, that took place during the past weekend. So, of course, match day 12. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to begin with this one. It happened last Friday, seemed uh, not long ago, but actually, yeah, it's, it's been uh, almost a week already. Port back at home at the Pat Stadiums with the new generators, the new lights. Um, they played a Friday night match against uh, a Supanbri side that seems to not really be able to cope with Port's attacking proudness at all. Port finished that game 4-0 in their favor. Of course, Sergio Suarez getting two goals. Arisak getting one as well. And then the last goal was late, late on by uh, Kevin Dierum. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a phenomenal performance for, for Port. Absolutely a uh, a great game if, if you're a Port fan watching that one. I thought everything seems to be clicking well now for Port. You know, they, they've won seven in a row, I believe, um, under under uh, coach uh, Salahutri Pan, you know. And it's it's been it's been good for them. They've been scoring at least, I think, three goals per game. Lots of people in their, you know, in their teams contributing as well. Sergio Suarez, Arisak Gaisal, and the midfields playing well together. It seems like that that squad that we were talking about earlier on in the season, that's, you know, dream team almost with so many good, talented players coming together. They're, they're starting to work things out. And, and this win for them is, is very good because not only is it a big win and it continues that streak for them, it, it secures almost uh, the, the AFC spot. And, you know, BG, they're locked in now. You're going to mention about that that game later on that they beat Chonbri last weekend. They're locked in now to that um, AFC spot. So one of the four spots is gone. Port seems to be doing well in, in abling to uh, compete for that that other, you know, maybe second or, th- or third spot for sure. So, yeah, good win for them. How, how do you see the, the game overall? I mean – was it was it just a matter of Supanbri not being able to compete with them, or do you think that Port's actually in stride to to achieve something big this year? I think it's simply down to Port being so good, and it's interesting you bring up the stats of the wins and goals because Port the the Port official Facebook just posted this like stats 
that in the league alone, under the new coach Saravuti Pan, they've won six straight games in the league. They've scored 21 goals. That's rough. That's like um, 3.5 goals per game. So yeah, I mean, they're just too good for a side like Supanduri. Yeah, and I think I agreed with you that they are they're locked in for for the ACL spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna preview their game later on as well in in this podcast. So do stick with us for sure if if you're interested in that. Yeah. Um. Basically, before moving on to recapping the 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 BG and Chonburi game, yeah, my my closing thought on Port was I think this is a team that's coming together and playing well during the most important time of the year almost you can argue because they they've had their struggles you know they, they started off the the pre-covid season very well um i think they were ranked third at the moment i mean back then and after lockdown you know they had that struggle with the with the lights the, the performance on the pitch wasn't that good and I don't know if, if, if Heberty's injury might have played a positive role on, on how they're playing. I mean, of, of course, it's, 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 it's negative to, to lose such a, such a great player on your team. But the way they're playing without him, maybe it works better. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it works better because the, 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 the flow of the game, the way they're linking up play, and especially during that Supanbury match, it was evident that, hey, maybe, maybe they don't need him after all. So... Let's see what they do going forward. And there's been rumors that they've already locked in Yannick Boli from Ratchaburi to to replace him. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. Oh no, uh, I think I have this like I have this feeling that Port FC is the they are at their best and they are the most charming when they are playing as a underdog. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult being an underdog when you're owned by a billionaire chairwoman and yeah. you've got like you said an all-star team yeah but i think since they've had a bad start to the season with on-field and off-field issue yeah when with changes in managers everything looks they're spiraling out of control for them mm-hmm. and that somehow puts them into that underdog situation that it forces them to stick together and fight and yeah. somehow they've turned turned this thing around. So, absolutely, know, that's yeah, that's a that's a great team. point there. Yeah, that's a great point. And talking about great, BG Patum, yeah, you got you got a smile on your face, up because not only have they guaranteed a spot in next year's AFC competition, they've done it in phenomenal fashion. I mean, talk about going on an unbeaten run so far this year. And, and they're playing well. You know, they beat Chunbri. It was, okay, it was a tight game in the end because they made it tight for themselves. You know, poor marking there to, to give Boscovich that goal. But earlier on, we have to talk about General and Sumanya, the, the two goals from the Thai players. General with, I think, an amazing goal. It could have been probably goal of the week, I'd say. I mean, him and Sanrawat's volley. Sanrawat scored, of course, at Trat. And, and gave BU the, their first win for for um for a cold ban. But talking about this one, I thought it was a phenomenal goal from General. The way he you know uses his body to to almost uh, fade away from the defender 
and that shot, you know, you don't see many goals going in the, the, the second post from, uh, from that tight of an angle with the right foot. So yeah, it, it's great. He beats into Ishai and it, it's, it's an awesome year for BG because you look at the defense. Okay. You lose Irfan. He, he's coming back. He's on the road to recovery. But you put Chatri back there. The defense holds its line for most of the game. The midfield is just one of the best, if not the best in the league, with Sumanya, Titipan, and Sarat, who hopefully knock on wood and they can stay healthy. This is going to be an, a team that could probably compete easily in, in AFC. And then up top, you know, you're going to get Diogo and Tiersen. But your current strikers, Toti is doing decent. General getting goals. Ciro can also come off the bench. They're all, they're all, you know, chipping in. They're all shining in to to help BG be able to achieve what they want. So, Op, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to ask you on this one. Do you think BG is going to continue to stay unbeaten for you know the remainder of this leg and maybe beyond? I think BG should continue on their like to to build on their good momentum at least for 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 the remaining of the first leg. There's no reason to to stop. The management has, has been clear that our first objective is to secure the ACL spot. And then, by, after doing that, we'll uh, fully focus on, on, on our target to win the league. Um, I thought Jen Rob was fantastic against Chambury. And I think he's playing with confidence. He, you could see that the joy in his face when he scored that goal. No, yeah. What a thunderous strike! And he also set up Sumanya second goal. You know, he, I think, he held out the ball well, and you know, a simple layoff for his, you know, for his teammate. You know, that, that, that was classic number nine play. And yeah. one one element of the game I was disappointed with with Shonburi was how the center back deal with BG's like front front two. I think just this idea that sometimes in modern football, defenders are used to playing against a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. Basically coming up against a side with only one main striker. And then it's been like this for a decade or two. And now defenders starts, you know, they start to forget how to play against a front two, a conventional front two strikers and if you could rewatch the game against or games in at Leo Stadium, you could see the 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 Chandler center back getting dragged out of position countless times. So BG wasn't they they weren't great building out from the back, but whenever they launch a long ball and then you know, the the defender will always isolate it, and it was clear on on the second goal like Jen Rob was able to pull his marker out of opposition. Yeah. And I think that that, that cost Shonbury the game. Shonbury, it's this this Shonbury Shonbury and, and BG have this strange dynamic as well. Whenever Shonbury comes to us, they don't look as good. And it's vice versa. When we go to Shonbury, it's always a tough game. So mm. I wasn't surprised we we won the game. But I was a bit surprised by how comfortable we look. And it's a welcome surprise to see, again, Sumanya playing so well. Jen Rob getting the goals and assists. And, and one player I was really worried about was Chate Shemtele. Obviously, I, I prefer players like 
Irfan playing as a right-sided center back in a back three, but then it somehow Chatri had a good game going up, playing the attacking those headers in corner kicks and free kicks. I think he was really effective overall. Mm. I, I think you know from now on, let's build on this momentum and go for for the league in the second leg. Let's do it! Come on! <laughs> yeah, love the love the joy that you're displaying there, cheering for BG, who's uh, you know talking about a phenomenal run. That is a team that is doing everything possible to be able to finish the season as league champions. And I mean, they are they're in route. You know, they they perform very well both home and away. Still undefeated, the only team remaining that's undefeated in the league. All right, so I'm here with Paul Nate from K League United. Paul, very much, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, my my absolute pleasure. How how are you? Uh, not too good after watching that last night, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I must admit I did not expect um, that result. I was quite confident that Sol would get a decent result, but I didn't expect five goals at all. I mean, Sol haven't scored five in a, in a in a match since 2017, so this goes to show that it was a bit of a, a freak result in that regard. Um, obviously, a lot of the talk is about sort of the failings on the Ching Rai end, but to be completely fair, Sol did perform above you know expectations. So. Sort of two questions in that. One is, did Seoul play more positively than they usually do in the domestic league? Yeah, I think they did um, because it was very lethargic at times in the league. It was very predictable. It was honestly a little bit difficult to watch at times because they lacked a certain uh, ruthlessness in, in the final third. I mean, you know, I talked about how they, they haven't scored five goals in a game um, since 2017, but... In the league this year, they managed to score 23 goals. That was it. That is the second lowest in their history. Well, since 2004, when they became FC Seoul mm. after moving from Anyang, you have to go back to 2007 when they last scored that so so few goals. Before that was 2004 with just 20. So, yes, it was a surprise. Um, and honestly, it, it was a good performance. They passed the ball around well. They looked quite fluid in the final third. And they didn't really seem to need to get out of second gear for whatever reason or another. Yeah, so on that point, when you look at the issues behind the scenes at FC Seoul and a similar thing happening at Melbourne Victory, you probably think that this would be the right time for a Thai club, the right group for a Thai club to, to make a step up. If you had a club that was you know on better form, had better resources... This could be a good chance to make the knockout stage. Of course, we've seen Buiram do it twice and Muntong do it once. And I'd argue both of those groups were probably a bit tougher than this group was. You know, Muntong had to get past, well, had to play against and beat uh, Kashima Antlers and Osan Hyundai, for example. Do you think with this result, are you pretty confident that Seoul will go through? Yes, I think I had said to myself that if Seoul can get four points from six over these next two games, then that would be very good and also put them in the drowning seat to finish in second. Um, the 5-0 was not expected and it, it does now take the pressure off for Friday's game. Um, they will feel quite relaxed, I would imagine. Mm. They don't need to um, go at quite, you know, straight, fire straight out of the, the blocks like they, like they would have perhaps needed to if they hadn't have won on Tuesday. But yeah, you're right in, in saying that, you know, for a Thai club with FC Seoul having had a poor regular season, 
Melbourne victory the same, it would have been ideal, really, for them to try and clinch that second spot, which makes these next two games for a Chiang Rai really, really important. If they can get a good result against Seoul and then against Melbourne victory on Monday, then you you never know. But it's funny, though, because I think because there are games coming every other day, it will probably help, I think, to try and put Tuesday's bad result behind them. You know, it, it, it's, it makes it worse if you have to wait a long time. On that point, any thoughts ahead of the second game? Any dynamics you see shifting? Or do you think it'll be pretty much the same as this one? I think there might be some personnel changes um, because the win isn't really needed for FC Seoul. Ideally, they, they will obviously want to win, but a, a draw will probably be seen as um, a productive result I think that they might make a few changes. I think I read um, on AFC.com that uh, Ewan Jun had made some some tweaks to the team based on fitness. Because obviously, like I said, there are games coming every other day. It is quite demanding physically for the players. So we, he might change things personnel-wise. I would expect probably the same formation. The 4-1-4-1 worked very well, yeah. I think, with Osmar sort of marshalling the back four and then in transition you have basically those, those two wide players become forwards. I think we'll see something very, very similar and it's obviously now the, all these games are being played in a neutral venue so there are no home and away games. Well, well you know, so it, it, I don't think there'll be too much, too many tactical tweaks in that regard because it is basically, well, they're all away games really for everybody so yeah, I think it'd be quite similar. Yeah. Uh, and a last question, and maybe it's a tough one based on last night's showing, but of course, now in the K-League, there is an ASEAN quota. So if, for example, you were the head of recruitment at FC Seoul, and well, again, last night's not the best example, but if you watched last night, watched Chiang Rai, and the director came to you and said, let's pick one player for our ASEAN quota. Is there anybody on the pitch that stood out to you that, you, that you'd pick for FC Seoul? Uh, I, I can't, I'm not even, even going to try to say his name, but number 10. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought when he came on, he looked quite bright. And FC Seoul, they will lose Han Sung Yu, I believe. He'll go back to Jumbuk because he's only on, on loan. Ali Bayef's injured at the moment as well. So Seoul needs somebody who's a bit more attack-minded in midfield or perhaps out wide. So someone like him could, uh, could, could, could really help. And I think that kind of a position would be ideal for a team to, to explore the ASEAN extra player quota, you know, someone who can sit in midfield and be, you know, if, because Seoul often play with a holding midfield player, someone who's got license to go forward, doesn't really have any defensive obligations, then that would be good. So, um, I mean, who would you, who would you recommend? Yeah, well, Silicon definitely is, is my pick as well, number 10. I mean, the the game opened up when he came on, he's got a good understanding of space when the other players have, I think Ekinit, I think he's number 37, would have been, if he was on form, I think you'd have seen him as a very, you know, capable player. He's only 21 as well. Uh, Silvercorn is 26. So he's a, in terms of resale value in the future, it's a bit lower than, than Ekinit. On the mm-hmm. uh, and he played very well for the national team on his debut last year against the UAE. So I thought he, he would be the player to step up. But it's sometimes hard, you know, to play on the stage and with people expecting you to play well. Um, and between that, I think number six as well, Petiwat, a defensive midfielder, uh, probably the only one on the pitch I could see was willing to get into those rough, him and uh, the young Ray, of course, willing to get into those rough tackles in the middle of the park. So it's between those three. And I think, yeah, Silver Coins is as good as any as a pick to move to the K-League. 
Yeah, well, I, I do hope that uh, some teams next season do look to the Ashton quota because it's just such an, a, a wasted resource. You would hope that at least one one team over this winter break will will um, be watching the Thai league that's obviously still going on. Watch the uh, Asian Champions League and and have their scouts ready. Uh, we all hope the same in Thailand. It's always great to see our players go abroad and do well elsewhere in Asia. So, Paul, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Let's now jump to the preview of match day 13 games. There are seven games coming up this weekend. So every team except for Chiang Rai, who's getting thrashed in Qatar for, for the AFC and <laughs> Mung Tong. They're the only two teams that won't play this weekend. Now, we're going to start with this one. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Chunburi, yes, we just talked about them. Chunburi hosting Port. This game, I think, is a big one, not only for Port because they want to lock down that third spot, but also for Chunburi because Chunburi, they're back at home Again, they're very strong at home. You know, talk about all the energy, all the late wins that they get there. They're coming up against Port. Now, interesting stat for you, Op. Chonbri's not been Port since 2017. So talk about the last matchup that oh. they've been playing. It's always been either a draw or a win for Port. Now, this, this of course, this 2020 season, we've seen lots of upsets. We've seen lots of crazy results happening. But Chonburi at home, will they be able to beat an on-form, on-fire Port FC side? No. Port FC is too good for them. <laughs> um, Kevin Devalbam is playing well. Arisak is scoring goals. The team is gelling. I mean... Uh, if there's a game, look, I, I don't, I can't see Chumbury winning this. It's just how how are they gonna stop? Chumbury is not. I don't think Chumbury is the 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 most solid team defensive wise, mm-hmm. and then they're playing against a team like like Port FC. Would I mean plus Sasom Popasert, the Chumbury head coach? I don't think he's gonna sit back at home against Port FC. I don't think that's his style. I think Sasso, when, when it matters, when, 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 the, when the eye is on him, when the spotlight is on, he wants his team to fight. And he's a tie. There's a reason he's a tie, Mourinho. And it's not because of, but it's not because of the, no, the, the football. I think it's, it's, it's that fight that yeah. there's an ego and there's a pride he carries out on, on onto the pitch. Mm. So I don't think, yeah, I think. With everything overall, I think it's going to be a win for Port FC. And definitely a fun game. Lots of goals will be scored. Yeah, you, you, you did already make the predictions. I mean, I was going to save that for later, but I guess we can jump straight to the predictions. Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on this one. I think it's going to be a Port away win. They're just too strong. They're just too, right now, gelling and playing well and... They're so cohesive together, and I, I enjoy watching the, the Port you know, version of, of play during the past few months. It's, it's been very pleasing to see a side attack together and, and be able to 
uh, play such fun football. And uh, yeah, I'm, that's why I'm going to go with a uh, 2-1 Port win. I think it's going to be, it's not going to be that close, but the final score is going to be closer than maybe the, the game is played. So I think Port's going to jump off to an early lead. Chunbri might, you know, get a goal back, but I think Port will take care of things in the end. So I'm going to go 2-1 Port. What's your score for this one? Three two two point FC. All right, there's gonna be goals in this game. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, there, there's gonna be goals for sure in this one. We're gonna now move on to Sunday's action. This one's Sunday at six p.m. It is at the True Stadium, True Bangkok United, back at home after getting Totowan Sivan's first win. They're gonna host Police Taro. Who, man? Okay, if you talk about Bangkok and their struggles this this season. You know we've had that you know post COVID area where they've lost four in a row. <laughs> they they went away and and drew against Korat. They came back home, lost against uh, Port, and and they finally now get that win against that. But that struggle isn't as bad as Police Hero because Police Hero. I just went back and and saw stats and, and looked at their games that they played. Believe it or not, up. Uh, Police Tarot have not won a game in 90 minutes. Yes, in 90 minutes. They've not won a game since the restart. They've not won a game. That game that they beat <laughs> due to the light failure, they've not won a game uh-huh. at all. It's only been draws and loss. And, okay, I, I get it. We were hyping them up. You know how this 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 team is doing amazing. They signed Sumare. They're going to score goals here and there. You have Kino Pon holding down the midfield, all the potential of the youth playing with the, you know, more experienced veteran players. But they've not performed well. They've, they've lost a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. You know, that 5-0 away defeat not long ago at Supanburi, that that basically killed all hopes of them going to, to AFC. And how do you see this one playing out? I mean, I think Chu Bangkok's going to be favored for sure, right? Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I watched them uh, the last time I, I watched B, BU and, and Tarot play. It was last year. I think it, it was in the Chang FA Cup game, if mm. I remember correctly. And Tarot, they look excellent that game. BU really had to, to work hard. But that's last year. And now Bangkok is under a new head coach. And situations are different. I don't think Taylor is in. Uh, they're not in a confidence. I don't think the mood within the squad is good. Mm-hmm. I think they've lost a bit of spark. They've lost that's that that something special within them. That said, there will be a still. I think Rang San is good enough to get his side organized. But I think BU is just too much for them. I think it's gonna be a a, a close game. But BU will squeeze in a win. I, yeah. I, I, I could see it. Same. I I agree with you again. I think True Bangkok going to win this one. I don't think it's gonna even going to be close. I think Toto won under uh, pressure to be able to perform and bring his team back up to a better spot um, on the table. I think that he's he has to deliver. And I think a home game against Police Tarot, it's going to be three points for sure. I'm going to go 3-1 to... True Bangkok in this one. I think that 
Natawood, who's who's getting goals of late. He's playing well. Sanrawat seems like a a player back in form for them. And Totowan, he he has that football IQ. Like I said, he's one of the the brightest. He's one of the 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 smartest coaches in in Thai league. So I think he's going to deliver in this one. What what's your score prediction for for the game? Oh, mm. I think it's going to be. I'll go with three one as well. Okay. <laughs> Backhawk, we concede under total one. I think he'll need he he'll need time to 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 find the right balance with his you know, tactically balanced. But mm-hmm. and I think Tero, they're more well drilled. They've had more time playing under their head coach Rang San So I think they'll be dangerous on the break. They'll get goals, but yeah. the attacking talents of Bangkok United is you know far more superior. If and one interesting fact is, if you look at the last eight meetings between Bangkok and Police Tero in the league, excluding excluding a home win from Tero in 2017, Bangkok has won in seven out out of their last meetings. Yeah. So it's I think it's you you can't say anything else except. It's a it's gonna be a win for Bangkok, and I'm gonna go with three one a three one win for Total One. <laughs> for sure, for sure, right there. And I'm glad that you brought that stat up because moving on to the next game now, now this one you you did you did say you did say um like like I mentioned that there's been lots of streaks going on between matchups. The next game we're gonna preview this one thirty minutes after the 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 previous one so. 6.30 Sunday evening, Buiram against Samut Prakan City. You talk about dominance. Buiram have won 10 straight games against Samut Prakan slash Patia, and they're back at home again. And I just, you know, I was looking up games to, to preview, and I was like, we, we got to touch on this one. I mean, it seems like Buiram are back, I guess. I mean, Gama got that big win away at Sukhothai. Mm-hmm. While for Samut Bragan, it's it's an up and down team. They they play well one week, they look like a unit, then they you know they drop points at home, and they go away and they lose, and then they come back and win again, and then they go away and they lose. So they just lost at Rachaburi last weekend. But man, this team, this team. They've struggled against Buiram historically, and I don't see that changing. Op, do you see Buiram taking care of Samutprakan at home as well? <laughs> yes, it's gonna be three wins from three from Gama. Look, the last week three new win against Sukhothai. I think the scoreline is a bit misleading because uh-huh. I think Sukhothai played well. Yeah. They look dangerous, and with maybe if Ibsen Melo was in the side, things would be different. Mm-hmm. For, for for the home team last week. And I know Buriram beat uh Rayong before the break. So and Rayong is oh during the international break. So it's not how do we say it's not the most exciting results and not the one not the result we should be overhyping. But look, there's Sumut Pakan is not the most consistent side. They're not that convincing away from home, if you take away the the game against Myung Thong. Mm-hmm. So, 
I could see a, a, a Buriram win. A Buriram, and look, I was really happy when they when Buriram announced they've extended the contract of Kev, Kev, uh, Kevin Ingresso. Yeah. And I thought, I thought Ingresso is, I think he's been playing quite well since Gamma arrived. And yeah. Yeah, he Buriram got that win. goal last weekend against the Gotai as well. His left foot mm-hmm. shot into the bottom corner. Now, super shy, super shy, super shy, two goals. My boy, my boy, super shy. I knew you had to bring it up. I knew you had to bring it up. For those who don't know, I'm a big fan of super shy. I know he doesn't score that much goal, but he's, but in the last two games, two goals in two games, a header from a corner. And and if he gets another header from a corner, then I'll take it. A hat trick. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Buiram win. Um, I'm pretty confident with my picks this week. You know, I, I picked the um, I picked the perfect week last week. I mean, it was me against Paul. I think I got all three right, and he only got one right. So this week, I, I see you copying all my picks. You know, we're, we're either <laughs> going to have them all right or all wrong or some right and some wrong. So I'm going 2-0 uh, Buiram. What are you going with? Oh, 2-1 to Buriram. Right. I think there's a goal in Samut Bagan. All right. So, yeah, we, we picked all the, all the same sides winning. It, it's up to the exact scoreline now, depending on uh, who gets it right <laughs> and who gets it wrong. So hopefully I come up on top in that one. But anyways, thank you so much all for joining me today for this podcast. It's been great talking to you. We've... Recapped all the games from Match Day 12 as well as previewed the ones coming up this weekend on Match Day 13. Till next time, peace.